I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined by Alabama Beat Reporter Extraordinaire Charlie Potter. And, you know, we did one of these in the last 24 hours, kind of taking you into the Thanksgiving holiday, getting you ready for Wednesday night's season opener on the Alabama men's basketball front, just sort of trying to ease into the midweek and into the latter stages of Iron Bowl week 2020 and lo and behold what happens on Wednesday morning of course huge news and that Alabama head football coach Nick Saban had tested positive uh, for the COVID-19 virus and with that Charlie you know, it's certainly huge news. It's not only huge news in this state. It's not only huge news in college football. It's huge news in sports in general. And uh, that being said, did you kind of get the feeling that maybe the dry run we had with Georgia with all of this last month sort of tempered what we heard once again on Wednesday this time around? Yeah, I mean, it, you never want to have a situation where you're without your head coach, especially one of, of Nick Saban's caliber, the experience that he has, the the record that he's put together. But the Georgia game, I think, is definitely beneficial for Alabama in this instance because it's basically done this already. It that was uh, essentially like a fire drill at, at school. You know, you go through that, and then if you know, lo and behold, there is a fire. You kind of know what to do. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't know how much I paid attention during those, but I think Alabama's coaching staff and the players, and you know, all of the you know analysts and staff members, they they took it seriously the first time around, and that's going to benefit them now. Of course, you know, it's the Iron Bowl. It's it's always a crazy game. Um, so it, it helps to have a guy like Steve Sarkeesian, you know, being kind of the interim head coach you know, in this instance. But you know, nonetheless, it was um, a busy morning and a morning uh, on top of everything else that's going on. You know, the website was down and, and we're not the only Oof. one. I mean, there's a big chunk of the Internet that's down uh, today. Amazon. Because, uh, Amazon Web Services. So Jeff Bezos. Uh, I know a lot of people are, are having issues with the site and wondering what's up. It's nothing we can do on our end. We're, we're waiting. It, it looks like the website is showing signs of life, though, and, and hopefully it'll be back up and running by the time this podcast is up. But what a morning. What a week. What a year. 2020, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Those fire drills at school, they never came during those pop quizzes. You know, when I really <laughs> needed the fire drill, the fire drill always left me hanging and kind of recalling those days. Uh, But as we talk about this situation involving Nick Saban, uh, similar in terms of even the day of the week in which this has happened, it happened on a Wednesday of game week for Georgia, happened on a Wednesday of the Iron Bowl week. 
but certainly some noticeable differences in the wording of the statement, I guess, from Alabama this time around, which kind of led you to believe quickly that this wasn't going to be like Georgia ultimately. Oh, yeah, that, that was the big difference. I probably should have mentioned that uh, a minute ago. But, you know, they released a, a statement and, um, you know, it's from uh, you know, team doctor from Jeff Allen, kind of a, a joint statement and basically saying that Nick Saban has tested positive. But, you know, he is showing mild symptoms. And you know, this time he said that you know, he took a PCR test, which is different than what he took last time. And, um, you know, they're they're basically ruling out the, the possibility that it is a false positive. So he's not going to coach Saturday. Um, you know, still, he said he feels fine. He has a little bit of a runny nose and he kind of struggled to come up with even that to, to describe what kind of symptoms he had. But, um, you know, he doesn't have a fever. He doesn't any, have any kind of aches or fatigue or anything like that. Um, so he doesn't he called it he doesn't have anything of uh, significance in terms of just the, the cardinal symptoms. And so he's going to be able to, to do all the things from home and watch practice and He's really involved in everything. He just can't coach in the game on Saturday. So, again, going back to what happened, you know, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, even Saturday morning leading up to the Georgia game, you know, they've been through this. So that helps. Yeah. And he was even a part of the SEC coaches teleconference on Wednesday morning. So if you thought you were going to hear from Sark beginning on Wednesday of game week, think again. I wonder if we'll even hear from Sark post game. You know, on Saturday, Charlie, it, it it could be that that maybe at first you see Sark on the Zoom call and then there's like the static and all of a sudden, you know, Nick breaks in, you know, for for the post game. But um, no, we'll get into some more of what Sark brings to this mix and kind of, you know, how this sort of will play out throughout the remainder of the practice week. And then even into, you know, what it means for game day operations uh, for this team. But first, we're going to take a quick break here on the Bama Online Podcast. When we come back, more with Charlie Potter. I'm Travis Schreier. Hang in there with us. Back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back with more of the Bama Online Podcast on the heels of the news that Alabama head football coach Nick Saban has tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, He has gone into isolation. He is symptomatic. And with that, he has entered the protocol process. And Charlie, as we bring you back in here, let's talk about what this means, because you alluded to it in terms of the practice week. Doesn't sound like that's going to change all that much in terms of him being very much a participant on a virtual basis. But as we talked about in the previous segment, even that is something this team has already experienced due to his brief time away during the Georgia week. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not exactly sure the setup, but he has someone that he can communicate with at practice. And God, I would not want to be that guy during practice while Saban's watching a live feed and 
just to <laughs> tell him anything that, that he sees go wrong. But uh, he can watch practice. He's in on, on all the meetings. And, you know, with, with a lot of those meetings, they try to do them via Zoom. And if not, they're they're spaced out and everything like that. So um, it should be pretty much business as usual. He just won't be going to work. And, you know, he he was even asked really how he thinks, you know, he he got the virus. And he says he has no idea. He's not around anybody. Uh, he goes um, to the office. He goes home. You know, you know, there are people maybe going in and out of his house on occasion. Maybe that's where he picked it up from. But he has no idea how this happened. And um, the big thing, and it, it can change, and it's something we're going to obviously monitor, you know, as the, the week progresses is, um, he doesn't think that it's affected anybody on his coaching staff or any of the players. And of course, contact tracing is something that's going to be, um, you know, big you know, moving forward. But um, he said, based on how they manage things, like I said, with the Zoom calls, with the social distancing, you know, he he can't see any issues with the coaches and players. It's obviously up to the the contact tracers and what they see. But um, pretty much business as usual. Saturday is going to be different. I'm, I wouldn't want to be again. Uh, sitting in, in Nick Saban's living room or, or man cave, wherever he's going to watch the game with him not being able to be on the sideline. But everything else is is normal, as much as normal can be in this year. Yeah, it, you said it, as normal uh, as things can be. And, uh, you know, my understanding based on, again, the ramp up to Georgia and some of the things that we discovered in that process is that, He'll be able to have communication or be in communication with his staff, I guess even the team. I think it's like a 90-minute window before kickoff where based on NCAA protocols, that goes black or goes dark, so to speak. Um, and then from that point forward, it's it's Stephen Ambrose Sarkeesian that will be fully in charge. And you know, let's talk about maybe the advantages, obviously, that Sark has – uh, had as a head coach at the power five level, but you know, this is a staff too, that it's still got a nice mix, but it's veteran heavy. I mean, you've got some old dogs on this staff that have been around the block. Uh, certainly Kyle flood has been a head coach in the past. Uh, you look at it from an analyst perspective. Uh, and again, we expect Nick Saban will still be involved in the preparation process, uh, moving forward, but, uh, the resources, the staff, it's, they're equipped to be able to handle this situation. Yeah, I think equipped is a good word. I mean, you never want to be uh, in this situation, of course, but if you're going to lose just one person and if you never want it to be the head coach, but Nick Saban has assembled an, an army of staff members around him that can get the job done. And, you know, Sarkeesian is still going to call plays. Uh, it, it basically comes down to, you know, critical decision making, you know, that's going to be left up to him in this game. And you know, that's something he hasn't done, um, you know, in a while now, he's been offensive coordinator in Alabama, obviously was with the Falcons before that, but he has had coaching experience at Washington and at USC. And so I think it, with all of that experience and the way that Nick Saban kind of covers all the bases, uh, I think they'll, they'll be fine. Like, of course, he mentioned this in the Georgia game, and I think it's worth mentioning again. It's it's a situation where he doesn't want to put his staff in this position because that's why we only hear from Nick Saban. It is one team, one voice, because he makes the decision, and he's the one that wants to take the blame for it whenever things go wrong. So in a hypothetical situation, if Alabama goes out and, and loses the Iron Bowl, and maybe you know, it, you know the Iron Bowls are typically pretty weird with how they – 
they transpire on the field and, and maybe it came down to a questionable call on, on Sark's part. Nick Saban doesn't want to put him in that situation, but he does have confidence in him and that he has that experience in the past as a head coach to, to put him and trust him in those um, scenarios. So it is kind of the, the best case scenario for what is playing out with Alabama having so much experience on that coaching staff. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays. I mean, I, I don't think it'll be just a huge transition. I mean, Nick Saban's not doing a ton on the field during the game. You'll see him like he's not calling plays or anything. He obviously has his input. Um, you know, he he has a big hand in adjustments and everything like that. But he has enough experience and um, enough guys on that that staff and up in the booth that they can get the job done. Yeah, I think Nick Saban, like any coach, relies heavily on data, whether it's game tape whether it's statistical information, but on game day, Charlie, he's never struck me as a guy that is just totally immersed in analytics. In other words, that he has a sheet over there. You don't see Nick Saban referring to maybe a card that says, okay, we go for two here. We go for it on fourth and two uh, at this spot uh, on the field with this score at this time in the game. Uh, From that perspective, he's, I think, more old school, uh, but I, you know, I won't be surprised, Charlie, if, if maybe Nick has a few notes for Sark, you know, on some of those situations that he would prefer to see play out. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't, because if you're going to trust a guy to step into that role, you kind of gotta, and as tough as this is for Nick Saban and a lot of other coaches, you know, you, it, it's like having a 16 year old, you know, if you're going to let him drive the car, you got to just give them the keys and, and hope it comes back in good shape. And, you know, Sark has a track record um, and, and he's shown to be trustworthy here, uh, I think, in the last couple of years. Now, I think something important about this, too, that we want to continue to hit on is this doesn't appear, at least according to Nick Saban, to be sort of a widespread issue at this point with the coaching staff or the roster. And, you know, I guess the everyday testing comes in handy there, but. Uh, there were some concerns even going into the Kentucky game that maybe they might have a few more issues than they typically have had going into an actual game. But as we sit here midday on Wednesday, mid-afternoon on Wednesday, Charlie, that's the understanding, right, that they they seem to be in pretty good shape right now. Yeah, um, you, know, you go back to the Kentucky game. I think they were without seven players because of, of COVID-19 and, and contact tracing. And uh, you know none of those guys were starters. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of them were were second year players, so you, you got to think that they were probably around each other, whether it's in the weight room or or something like that. So uh, a lot of those guys, I think, are are back. I know one guy that I was kind of tipped off on uh, ahead of the game was actually uh, cleared and, and played, uh, or not. I don't know if he played. I had to go back and look at the the participation chart, but he was dressed out. So a lot of those guys are going to be coming back, and yeah, just like with what Nick Saban said, it, it doesn't sound like it's been. Um, you know, an outbreak for the team. And and that's good news. I mean, you look at what's happened across the conference, across the country, other teams are, are not able to get this thing under control. And, uh, you know, Alabama has, we'll see if that, you know, continues to be the case moving forward, but, you know, knock on wood, they've, they've been pretty lucky and, uh, they haven't had any guys to show, um, you know, big time symptoms or, or be really sick or anything like that. And a lot of the guys that, that missed the Kentucky game are, are going to be back. And, um, you know, if they if they keep this up, then if, if you have a the only person in your organization that that gets it is an elderly man, then it shows that you're really doing everything you can to keep your, your guys safe. 
Yeah, and look, uh, all the energy, all the focus is obviously on Saturday, but it's hard not to think ahead to December the 5th for a couple different reasons. It was already an interesting weekend in terms of who the hell Alabama might actually end up playing. And then we hear from Sam Pittman, the Arkansas coach on the SEC teleconference earlier on Wednesday, mentioned that he's been told by the SEC office, you know, Alabama's scheduled to play at Arkansas a week from Saturday. Sam Pittman says that the SEC office is supposed to let him know on Friday of this week whether or not Arkansas will play Missouri or Alabama. So you've got stuff like that going on, but you start doing math, right, on quarantine protocols and symptomatic versus asymptomatic and you know how that can impact the time away for Nick Saban. And uh, it seems like it, he could be cutting it close I guess, for a week from Saturday at this point. Yeah, I mean, he already told me once that I wasn't good at math, so I'm sitting here counting <laughs> my fingers. So uh, he, he said he found out at 10 o'clock this morning. So what, Saturday, at, or next Saturday at 10 o'clock would be 10 days? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they like to be dramatic, I guess. I mean, that's the way it happened with the Georgia game. It's a tight game. shave. It is. Yeah. And if, I mean – that is a something else to think about too is we don't yet know exactly who Alabama is going to play because I think it is interesting that, that Pittman brought that up and uh, a lot of us have, have thought that maybe that they they move the Arkansas game back a week and then Alabama mm-hmm. plays at LSU next week you know that, that's a big game and you know if, I know LSU isn't what it was last year but if you're Nick Saban you want to be on the sidelines for that one so uh, it should be a, an interesting next 10 days for sure on this beat as if it wasn't already enough. Yeah, we talked about this before. How about CBS, too? I mean, the last couple of Saturdays, uh, they've had their game canceled with the SEC. And now it looks like they're finally going to have a 230 game this week, the Iron Bowl, no less, and no Nick Saban. Although I think that could result in even more people locking in to see a Nick saban Yep. Alabama team, not only an Alabama team without Nick Saban, but without him in an Iron Bowl, well, it may end up being a a blessing in disguise, although we don't like for that to be at anyone's expense. And you said it, this is 69-year-old individual we're talking about here. So first and foremost, as we get out of here, we certainly wish for a uh, expeditious and uh, full return to good health. Uh, for Nick Saban in the coming days and weeks. Charlie, anything else we need to hit on, you think? No, I mean, you mentioned that. I think if there's anyone at age 69 that can get over this quickly, it's, it's Nick Saban. I mean, he, with his routine and the way he takes care of himself, um, you know, he should you know be able to bounce back pretty quickly. And again, the only thing that he's really experienced is a little bit of a runny nose. So, yeah, you hope for him to, to have a speedy recovery. Uh, I think we'll hear from him. You know, later today, you know, after practice. So he is yeah. he is going to do the post practice on Wednesday, it's, is your understanding? I th- still think it's TBD, <laughs> but he he did do it again in the Georgia game. Yeah, so, he did. Uh, I, I, you mentioned it earlier. I think it'll be kind of it'll be more interesting to see what happens after the game uh, Saturday if we hear from from Sarkeesian or not. Um, you would think that would be the case, but yeah, it, it wouldn't shock me to hear some. <laughs> Darth Darth Vader breaths and Saban cut into the feed to take over. So yeah, we'll I'll I mean, take all, it from here, Sark. Yeah, yeah. In all seriousness, no. Uh, you know, you, you hope that you know he doesn't have any severe symptoms. He right. gets back and and nobody really gets affected by this. And you know, it, it sucks too because 
this is a, a year where you know every every Iron Bowl really um, the the players are allowed to to either go home if it's close enough or they can go to the assistant coaches' houses, and uh, that's not going to be the case this year. They're going to do one big uh, Thanksgiving meal at, at the facility where you know, they've been doing stuff already and they're obviously going to be social distancing and I, I think even though that's different i think that is kind of cool and, and now you know nick saban will have to do that virtually and, and that kind of sucks for him but um and, again, and we don't know we we don't know what senior day is senior day saturday i mean we, we had this conversation earlier today you and i have we heard anything official from ua on that because it's on the schedule anyway it's the the final home game of the season I asked about that, and they said they're still going to go through with it. I don't know exactly what that entails. Um, obviously, it'll be different because Nick Saban will be there, and he's the one that you know goes down the line and, and hands yeah. them a commemorative football and takes a picture with their families. But you know, do, do you want to do that in in this you know climate and, and in the, the pandemic? I don't know. And, and again, are tough. Yeah, just just sitting at Brian Denny for you know the past four games. It, I don't know if they'll go this route. Really, it would it would kind of suck for the, the seniors. But um, you know, every week they've kind of honored some of the seniors in the million dollar band uh, on the video boards. So maybe that's mm-hmm. what they do. I, I don't I don't know exactly yeah. how they're going to go about it. They don't have a, a full list in the game notes because you know it's a year where everybody can come back. We've seen you know a couple of players accept Senior Bowl invitations and Deontay Brown and Landon Dickerson, the the offensive linemen, so they're not coming back. Uh, Najee Harris said it's going to be his last game, but you know guys like Miller Forstall, Brian Robinson, uh, you know there's there's several guys out there you know that could come back for a, another year, uh, but that we just don't don't know yet. So that one again is to be determined. They're going to honor them somehow, but I don't know exactly what extent yet. 2020 uncertainty. That's what year it is. <laughs> so that's all we know to really tell you. But we wanted to tell you as much as we could about the situation involving Nick Saban testing positive for COVID-19 heading into Saturday's Iron Bowl. I think we covered it, Charlie. And as always, appreciate the time, my man. And this time I mean it. Have a great Thanksgiving holiday. And we're going to have you covered throughout the weekend, and including uh, Alabama men's basketball uh, with the season opener set for Wednesday evening against Jacksonville State. So we got you. We got you at BamaOnline.com. Thanks, Charlie. No problem, man. It's going to be a, a busy day with, with basketball and saving, but uh, yeah, it's, it's 2020. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Yeah, we're going to have uh, coverage of hoops. We're going to have coverage of Nick Saban. We expect to hear from later this evening on Wednesday. So you're going to want to keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the Bama Online podcast. Very simple. A click or two. It's free. And wherever you consume your podcast, you're going to find us. The Bama Online podcast. For Travis Ryer. Excuse me, for Charlie Potter. I'm Travis Schreier. I don't even know how that works anymore, Charlie. Uh, (laughs) Wishing you and yours a happy holiday and keep it wrapped. Keep it locked to BamaOnline.com for more coverage of everything Crimson Tide. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.